Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Really good news is meant to be shared. How often have you heard of someone that is battling some kind of disease, such as cancer, and you follow them through that battle, you pray for them, and then one day they come back and they've been to the doctor and they have some great news. Uh, Cancer is gone. They're in remission and the prognosis is good. And so you know that they don't keep that to themselves. They they share it. Really, good news is meant to be shared. We have the best news ever. This is genuinely good news. It is the news that men and women who are separated from God by their sins, all of us, uh, can be reconciled to God and can uh, miss that punishment, that eternal punishment. We can avoid that and that we can be in a permanent, eternal relationship with God and enjoy Him forever. That is really good news. Jesus' last instructions before He ascended centered around the mission of the good news. All four Gospels in the New Testament record His instructions But all four have a little bit different emphasis, and I like that. It's like looking at the same house from all four sides, and that's exactly what happens here. So we're going to look at each of the four Gospels, and we're going to look at these um, instructions that Jesus gave from, from various perspectives, the instructions he gave to his disciples. So we begin with Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20 is the first place where we see what is known as the Great Commission. And and Matthew focuses on the idea of making disciples. Let's read it. In chapter 28, verse 18, it says this, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So here, as Matthew focuses on the idea of making disciples, first of all, he talks about the authority that has been given to the disciples, to his followers, all of them and all of us, the authority to make disciples. In verse 18, he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then he ends it in the last part of verse 20 by saying, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so I have the authority. I am with you as you do this. You have my authority. You have my presence. You have my authority uh, to, to carry this out. So uh, we know that we're not operating on our own. We're not operating in the flesh. We're not hanging out there uh, with no support, but rather we are going in Jesus' name, in Jesus' power. We are doing Jesus' bidding. And, and uh, that's something that you need to keep in mind as we share this really good news because Satan's desire is to intimidate us and to, to shut us up and to cause us not to open our mouths and share what's meant to be shared and do 
what's meant to be done. And so we've got to remember that we are going in the power and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, um, verse 19 says, go therefore. Now that that probably could better be translated because of the verb tense there. It would better be translated as you are going. It's assuming that you're going through through life and you're moving and you're and wherever you are. Basically, it is uh, make it a lifestyle as you are going wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, where whatever you find yourself doing as you are going. Uh, make disciples. Uh, there is only one word in the Greek there, not two, and it's just literally disciple. Disciple. As you are going, disciple. That word disciple there is the Greek word mathetes, and it means follower. And so as you are going, uh, make followers. Make followers. Followers of whom? Not of yourself, not of some other man, but followers of Jesus Christ. I use the term Christ follower uh, regularly because it seems like the term Christian has kind of gotten watered down to include everybody in the country that's not an atheist or it's not a Buddhist or that's not a Hindu. You know, so you're you're just kind of Christian, and and that's that's not really the um, uh, the message of the Word of God. Uh, only those who have committed, who have surrendered their life to the Lord Jesus Christ who have repented are true Christ followers. And so I like that term, Christ follower. And so um, Jesus says, as you're going, wherever you go, whatever you find yourself doing, make Christ followers. And then he goes on to say, of all nations, nations, ethnos, of all tribes, of all nations, of all people groups, it is all-inclusive. You know, it's not just for the Jews and it's not just for white people or it's not just for brown people or it's not just for a certain race. Jesus had a heart for all people groups. And he says, you go make disciples of all people groups. And the good news is <laughs> that's happening and it's 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 being carried out. And it's obvious when you read the book of the Revelation where we see uh, in the future in heaven, you see people from all the Bible says from all the tribes of the earth of all languages. Uh, it actually occurs and is occurring even as I speak right now. Make, uh, make disciples, Christ followers in all people groups. And then it says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is a process. You know, people make a point in time uh, decision, a faith decision that God enables them to make. They make that decision to follow Christ, but then uh, they confess that publicly by the act of baptism, identifying with the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like putting the wedding band on in a marriage ceremony. You've made the commitment, but now this is a symbol. It is a public proclamation that you're married. And, the, and then it says, teaching them to observe. And so, uh, the, again, the ongoing process of teaching teaching them all that Christ commanded, teaching them the word of God and, and teaching them to observe it. Observe means to obey it, to make it a part of their lifestyle. That's part of making disciples. It's not just a matter of them coming to Christ and becoming a follower of Christ, but now that they're a follower of Christ, there is that process of growth. And so uh, God says, you be involved in that. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 28, the apostle Paul says, we proclaim him. 
him as Jesus, admonishing or warning every man and teaching every man or every person with all wisdom so that we may so that we may present every man complete in Christ. So it's an ongoing process of admonishing from the Word of God, of teaching from the Word of God, of, of showing them that they need to incorporate and obey the Word of God in their life so that they can become a, a growing follower of Jesus Christ. Well, we go on from Matthew to the next uh, book, and that would be Mark. And in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, we have this. It says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Now, uh, Mark focuses on proclamation. He says, first of all, go. And again, the verb tense there is as you go. And it says, into all the world, the, the cosmos. And again, that the emphasis there is leave nobody out. All the world. And, <clears throat> excuse me, preach preach, and that word preach there can throw some people off. You say, I'm not a preacher, so that leaves me out. No, the word means to proclaim, to herald, to to speak forth. And so uh, um, that's, that's important. In Romans chapter 10, uh, Paul again talks about that. He says in verses 14 and 15, how will they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how will they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. And so the idea there is we have got to be willing to open our mouth and speak out the good news. The gospel, preach the gospel. The gospel is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we talked about that on 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 the previous podcast in this series. The good news that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again so that because he paid the price for our sins, if we believe in him, we can be forgiven and be put back in a relationship with God. Proclaim that good news. And that is the uh, point of, of Mark. And then we move on to Luke. And in Luke chapter 24, verses 44 to 49, now, now he said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead the third day, and that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And so... Um, Jesus here in, in Luke, Luke is focusing on the Old Testament scriptures. Uh, he, he, here he's talking about Christ's coming and work as predicted in the Old Testament scriptures. This was not something new. And, and the scriptures say that Jesus opened their minds, uh, that part that uh, contains understanding, and he helped them to understand. That word literally means that they could figure it out and put two and two together and understand uh, how what was spoken of in the Old Testament actually applied to what was going on right there. And, 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 and it says, thus it is written, Jesus said, God's redemptive plan 
is from eternity. Again, this is uh, the whole of scriptures from Genesis to Revelation has one central thread theme running through it, and it is God's redemption of fallen man. And and so the gospel is is not just a a new thing in the New Testament, but it is a part of God's overall plan from the from eternity. From eternity, not just from the beginning of time, from eternity. And here in Luke, he emphasizes the full gospel, you know, about Jesus dying and being buried and rising again. But he goes on to say in that repentance from sin, you see, you've got, you know, the good news, but then you've got to accept and surrender to the good news by repenting, turning away from sin and turning to following Jesus and accepting in your heart, believing and trusting and relying on the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and and so on. And then finally, in the Gospel of John, uh, in the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 18, in, in Jesus' high priestly prayer, he says, As you sent me in the world, I have also sent them into the world. And then in chapter 20, verse number 21, uh, Jesus says, says to them again, and he's talking to his two disciples there, Peace be with you, as the Father sent me, I also send you. Uh, John focuses on the idea of being sent. Jesus is praying to the Father saying, you've sent me, now I'm going to send them. And then he did. He said, I send you into the world. And, and the you there is not just those apostles that were listening, but to all of us. We have been sent, commissioned to go into the world with this really good news. That's the mission of the good news, to get it out, not to keep it to ourselves, but get it out. And then it's up to God as to how the people receive it and and. And it's up to God to use that message to save them. We don't save anybody, but our job is to faithfully proclaim, to go, proclaim, to make the good news known. And in that, we're making followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that you will take that um, that commission very, very seriously. Well, on the next podcast, we're going to go into one more book in the Bible that talks about this, and that's the book of Acts, chapter 1. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.